God, help me, Jesus. Help me, God, overcome fears and trembling. And help me, God, overcome anything that might press against us tonight. For we want the saints of God to be blessed. In Jesus' name. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Grab your Bibles. I want you to turn with me to 1 Kings, the 18th chapter. 1 Kings, chapter number 18. And I'd like to start reading at verse number 25. 1 Kings, chapter 18, reading at verse number 25. We'd like to thank the musicians tonight, the singers who have started this conference out on a high note. And the Lord Jesus Christ who gave His blood for meetings such like this. That we who love Him can serve Him and go home full and overflowing. Reading tonight, and it reads starting at verse number 25 of the 18th chapter of 1 Kings. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose ye one bullock for yourselves, and dress it first. For ye are many, and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under and they took the bullock which was given them and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking or he is pursuing or he is in a journey or pre-adventure. He sleepeth and must be awake. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets till the blood gushed on them. And it came to pass when midday was past that they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. And there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regarded. And Elijah said unto the people, Come near unto me. And all the people... Come on, say it again. He cleaned up the mess. I can tell how much you like to work. Let's say it one more time. He cleaned up the mess. How do you tell your kid when you go in his room and you see it's a wreck? What do you tell him? Honey, go clean up the mess. I don't believe that. How do you say it? Oh, you say it better than that. Come on. Now you're getting to the tone of voice you use. One more time. Let's tell him. Clean up the mess. That's what I say. Get in there and get that mess cleaned up. I put knots on your head a doctor can't remove. You better get in there and get with it. You may be seated. God bless you. I'm preaching on clean up the mess. Glory be to God. You know, I like to preach. I love to preach because I was called to preach. And anytime you love to preach and enjoy doing something, you can put your whole heart into it. And that's the same way in living for God. If you love God and you're called to be a saint, you can put your heart into it. Nobody will have to worry about you dilly-dallying around, but you're going to make your mind up 
and live for God in a righteous manner. This being the young people's night, I'm going to need some help. Did you ever, I, I, I'm one of them guys, I just can't do it by myself. I've got to have some help. So let me look around. I've, oh my goodness, I got all kinds of help. I want these guys to step out here. If their wives iron their shirts, come on out here. I need you a minute. I'm going to preach a little bit on cleaning up the mess. Amen. Somebody, ain't this a good looking crew? They all look like janitors, don't they? Every one of them. They're the fine looking crew. Boys, I want you to shuck your coats. Come on, if you, come on now. If you got a spot on your shirt, nobody will ever know it. You're saving that spotty shirt. That's it. If you suspend, that's okay. I got suspenders on too. You know why I wear them? To keep my pants up. That's exactly why I wear them. All right. Okay. Now, I want you to roll your sleeves up. Now, not above your elbow. Just get them up there a little bit. Come on. We'll get this thing in the proper perspective here. I sure am glad they stayed up here. Volunteers. Don't you love folks to volunteer? I love for people to volunteer to do something in the work of God. You know, when it comes down home that you need some volunteers, they just flock the door. I mean, they beat the office door down, saying, what in the world can I do? If you got it like that, I want to pass to your church. I don't have it like that. But anyhow, I'm preaching tonight. Line up here, right straight across here, fellas. Hey, Amen. I want you to look, pull your tie kind of sideways. Make it look like you, no, sideways. Come on. Come on, Gil. Pull it over at the side. There you go. Yeah, make it look like you're sloppy. There you go, right there. All right. Here we find in the Word of God that there was something going on that always creates a mess. And that's when you get folks trying to worship God who don't know Him. That's when you get some problems. We find in the Word of God that the man of God, Elijah, was facing 400 prophets of Baal and 450 prophets of the grove, or vice versa. If I got it wrong, you can turn it around. But anyhow, he was facing all of these men who claimed to know God. And they were coming together, and so Elijah said, All right, today, fellas, we're going to let God be God. And the God that answers by fire, let's let him declare himself. There's one thing that I found out about God. He will always declare himself. You don't have to make anything up about God. He'll declare himself. You don't have to form some crummy uh, man-made miracle. Let God work his own. He will declare himself. So we find here in the word of God that the men of God, Elijah, had come together and he was, had, a, had a, just a standoff against these fellows. And he said, we're going to let the God today that is God let him answer by fire. And we're going to get this thing right. Since there's so many of you, I'm going to give you first choice. And I want to tell you something. The truth is outnumbered by ungodliness in our society. It doesn't mean that it's stronger. No, sir. Because you can take truth in one man and it outweighs a world of ungodliness. But you find out today the world is more than we. But friend, the man of God said, all right, here's what we're going to do. I want you to build your altar and get you some bullock. I want you to cut it up, put it on the altar. Get you some wood. You know the story. And friend, they done exactly just like they said to. And when it came time to worship their God, I'm telling you, they went through their little form and their little ritual. They went through their little hocus pocus and whatever. They went through all of this kind of ritual that they go through. But I'm telling you, they got no results. Hey, I I know a church that's getting some results. I know a people that's getting some results. I know a God today, praise God, and I'm feeling that God around. 
to come. And so they got themselves together and all day long they called on their God. I'm telling you, they got plumb beside theirself. They got to the place that they didn't want to go to McDonald's. They wanted to reach their God. And so they called and they cried and they boohooed and they bawled. And they, friend, they got just all beside themselves. They got so worked up, they didn't know what to do. I'm telling you what, they tried everything they could try. They tried their ice cream socials and it didn't work. They tried their little fairs and it didn't work. Friend, they could not get their God to answer. So they thought the best thing for us to do is to attack the altar. And so immediately they began to run. And they jumped upon the altar. How I mean, they made a mess everywhere. They scattered stones and pieces of meat. They took knives and lances and cut themselves. And friend, after all was said and done, you never saw such a mess in all of your life. Hey Amen. Friend, let me tell you something tonight. There's something about the power of God that you don't have to worry about it being a mess. Somebody said, preacher, when I go to church, what am I going to find? You're going to find some power. You're going to find some demonstration. You're going to find some godly anointing. You're going to find the Holy Ghost moving. When you get to church, friend, there's going to be something there that'll make a difference in your life. Good God Almighty. You don't have to bring anything into the church that wasn't there. No, sir. God's got enough in the church to supply the needs of everybody. Yes, he does. This church is not a mansy, pansy, whippy church. This is a powerful, God-sent, blood-bought, heaven-wrought, Calvary-sought church of Jesus Christ that has stirred the hearts of men. Good God Almighty. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. So when they got together, I'm telling you, they made a mess everywhere. The world has made a mess today out of worshiping God. There's a man right now who is exposing some of these faith healers. He's going across the country and he's saying, listen, they're faking the power of God. A man, a fellow named Peter Popoff, he carries a little transmitter in his ear and he claims to let the folks know that God talks to it. Hey, we don't need anything like that. God doesn't need no imitation. For when God talks, he's going to talk right. He don't need a transmitter, but he needs a heart in tune with God. Woo, hallelujah. He needs somebody that's set on fire and believes in old-fashioned power. Hallelujah. So they made a mess. A mess. There's a mess. In our society and religion, there's a mess. I'm telling you, church, we don't want to start making messes. We want to clean this thing up. We want to let the world know that some young people still love God. Somebody still has the Holy Ghost. So now, here we are. In the end of all of this modernism, there's nothing but a mess. Pentecostals are being laughed at because folks have tried to fake it. You don't have to fake it. Hallelujah, you don't have to fake it. When you get the Holy Ghost, you'll speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. Nobody will have to shake your chin. And nobody will have to give you a sweetest rub down. Nobody will have to get you excited. Friend, when you get the Holy Ghost, you'll start speaking in tongues. Amen, as the Spirit of God puts over your soul. Go to the broom closet. A couple of you guys, go over there. Right behind that curtain, there's a broom closet. Everything we need. Boy, are you ready to work? I am sick and tired of the mess that I see today. 
I am sick and tired, amen, of young people saying we've got to worship upon the crumbled altars of Baal, and we've got to follow in the pattern of the world. I'm telling you, that's not true. We don't have to. We're going to clean this mess up around here, and we're going to build our own altar, and we're going to call down the fire of God. We're going to make things look right. We're going to have some fire in this church tonight. There's something about God. This thing's real. This thing's genuine. You don't have to fake it. I'm telling you what. Wait a minute. Oh, God. They have wrecked holiness, but we're going to clean up the mess that they made out of holiness. Praise God. And we're going to preach some holiness and some godliness and some fear. We're going to tell folks that God is really real. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. You look good with that, man. Hallelujah. Come over here. Come over here. Let me show you something. Look at that worldliness that's got in here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. What is that? Is that a dye package that I see for somebody's hair? Sweep that up. Come on. Sweep that up. Woo. Hallelujah. What is this over here, Brother Rob, that's laying in front of that brew? What is that? Is that compromise on the old-fashioned message of God? Sweep it up. Come on, sweep it up. Let's get it cleaned up. This church is real. We don't have to compromise. We don't have to bend our standard. we got to hold up the bloodstained matter of Jesus Christ. What do you do with that mop? Don't lean on it. Praise God. Some of this mess, it takes a little water to wash off. Hallelujah. Hear me? Woo! Hallelujah. Come on. Apostolic women need to be apostolic women. Apostolic men need to be apostolic men. This church is a powerful church. Praise God. We don't have to look like a world to save them. No, sir. We're going to clean up this mess, and we're going to build an altar in this camp meeting. That's going to change things. Why couldn't he worship on that old altar? You can't worship in a mess like that. You can't worship in ungodliness. Hallelujah. The Bible declares that there is a difference between the holy and the profane. Oh, hallelujah. Love don't spill on the floor and get gooey and sticky. Hallelujah. No, sir. Love stands the test. Love's going to make you what you ought to be. Love's going to bring you out of the shadows and put you in the sunlight of God's love. Elijah said, I can't worship upon the cinders of ungodliness. I can't work upon the tacky blood. Amen. A devil worshipers. I can't blend along with the local movement of our society. I don't want to be called charismatic. I don't want to be called modernistic. But let me be called apostolic. Let me call the church. Come on. What's that? Hey man, there's more McDonald's papers than there is prayer and fasting marks on the altar. Hey man, hear me. Clean them up. Clean them up. Hallelujah. There's people who chew gum faster than they praise the Lord. Clean them gum papers up. We're going to have revival around here. Hey listen boys, when we get this straightened up, we're going to build us an altar and the fire of God's going to fall. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to shout. Somebody's going to Jesus is real. Hallelujah. 
I don't care if the whole world puts an approval on sin. We're going to build an altar that does not approve of sin. Hallelujah. That's a good broom. You know, the old timers, let me have this. The old timers couldn't buy brooms like we do. We can, if one gets worn, we just throw it away. But the old timers, they'd sweep, and then they'd spin the broom, and they would sweep, and they would spin the broom, and they would sweep. What that did, that kept that broom from getting lopsided. You know what I'm talking about? Hey man, it's been so long since a lot of us sweep and swept. Hallelujah. It's been so long since we got it out of the closet. We've let so much dust build up and crud build up. Brother Johnson, I believe this thing's a holy thing. I believe the assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ is a, is a place that God loves. It's an organization that God loves. It's some people that God loves. What did the Bible say about Israel? It said that Israel followed after righteousness, but they obtained not to righteousness. Amen. They was willing to follow it, but they didn't want to get up there with it. I'm telling you what, friend, we're going to move these crumbs. We're going to clean up this place. We're going to have revival. There's going to be some shouting, and there's going to be some running, and there's going to be some dancing. Somebody is going to get the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't think, and pardon me, maybe I'm old-fashioned. But I don't think we got to put up with this mess. You hear me? I don't believe ever adultery in the world ought to come amongst us. Oh, hallelujah. You say, but we're trying to build. You're not going to build on mess like that. Clean it up, boys. Clean it up. Praise God. Look at them. Wives, watch this. Praise God. They act like they don't know what they're doing, but they're doing a job up here. Hallelujah. We're going to have a spot where we can stand. Friend, if you leave all that junk, somebody's going to stumble over it. But if you clean it up, you got a clear spot to shout. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, why don't you clean out that old cosmetic drawer? And why don't you clean out the living room? And why don't you clean out the closet? And why don't you get out on your knees and say, Oh, God, give me an experience that will set my soul on fire. What a mess. What a mess. What a mess. You said, but that only happens in the nominal churches. I'm going to tell you, there's some apostolic that are dead and dry and boring. They ain't shouted in so long, they're afraid to shout. You hear me? That's what they're afraid to shout. They're afraid that they'll trip over their punk rocker shoes. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. That's right. Bruce Springsteen wouldn't shout like that. <laughs> Sweep him up, boys. Sweep him up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. It's about time some of you raid your kid's record closet. Come on, sweep it up. Sweep it up. Hallelujah. Get it cleaned up. Hallelujah. Hey, it's about time some of you husbands start sorting through the clothes your wife wears. Sweep it up, boys. Come on. Sweep it up. If you're not careful. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. You know what? When I clean at home, my wife follows right behind me because when I throw it in the trash can, she'll come along and pull it out. What are you throwing that away for? It's been here three years and I ain't used it. Well, that's good. That's yard sale material. I said, but I've heard yard sale for years and this junk's still here. 
A lot of folks would like to keep this mess around. I'm going to tell you something. Give us where young people weep their way to Calvary. Oh my God. Give us a clean place that they can come together and all of a sudden the Spirit of God move and tongues and interpretation begins to speak to God's people. Oh my God. But brother with us, we got a social. You don't need a social, you need a revival. I'll sweep it up, boys. Hallelujah. Let's clean it all up. Amen. Hey, wait a minute. Come on, we're missing some clear over here. We got folks singing in the choir that don't even pray for the Holy Ghost. Don't even live for God. Amen. Hear me. Get that mop over here. Come on. Mop it. Mop it. Let's clean it up. If we're not careful, we'll have so much trash. We don't know what in the world we're doing. Hold on a minute. I was, I was in a restaurant the other morning. They don't make these Bible stands like they used to. That ain't a Pentecostal Bible stand. I'll tell you that. I was in a restaurant the other morning. And I was sitting talking to a boy who was a millionaire. He's about 28 years old. And he said, you know, preacher, I'm getting ready to open my restaurant. And I said, that's great, Mark. I'm just glad to hear that. He said, me and my dad went to a place to eat. Real nice place. He said, dad was eating his mustard greens. Man, they was good looking mustard greens. He said, when he got down and had about three or four big forts full left, he scooped them up and out fell the prettiest roach you ever seen. He said, you know what my daddy did? Said he got him a white napkin, laid it out on the table, and said he took that roach and took his fork and he spread his legs out. Spread his wings out. Put his antennas out. Held up his hand and called the waitress. And the waitress came and she said, oh, oh. Where did that come from? He said, it came out of my mustard greens. She said, sir, would you like me to get you another bowl of those mustard greens? <laughs> Same pot. Come on, Clean it up, boys. Yeah, clean it up. Throw that pot out. <laughs> get rid of that pot. Hey, listen, if you're not having results, you need to go back to old-fashioned prayer and revival. denomination there is and we've went around in circles. We've had our highs and we've peaked out. We've reached the top and oh, oh we're ecstatic but pretty soon it, the wind comes and just blows it back down to nothing. Amen. Amen. But I promise you when this man of God rebuilt his altar and he got down to pray and he meant business with God. He didn't do no thing that, that called everybody's attention but he got the attention of God. Hey listen. Nobody can come to your church and live for God Sweep this mess up. These flowers and me, I ain't no botanist. Sweep them up, boy. Sweep them up. God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just swept the pastor's girlfriend up. Oh, oh my word. You need a shovel for that one. <laughs> I'm telling you, 
Hallelujah. Friend, folks, you got to clean up the mess every now and then. Hey, let me tell you something. It'd do good just to have a good old housekeeping. Clean I was I was leading choir the other night, and we started this choir. Boy, I'm a choir leader. You have seen me. I got them moves down. I was leading that choir. And all of a sudden, one of the fellows in the choir went and sat back down. I said, hold on a minute. Choir, stop. Shut up. Stop. I said, hey, you. What'd you go sit down for? And he's, he's the biggest cut up you ever seen. Don't never, you know. And I, he said, I sit down because them guys are cutting up and I take this thing seriously. Come on. That's all right. Well, I'm glad he had a change of heart. It must have just happened in choir. And I said, well, I'm glad you sit down, but let me tell you something. We ain't petting nobody. Come on. And we don't have pacifiers to hand out. And we're not going to baby nobody. If you're going to sing in the choir and want God to bless, we want you. But if you ain't going to, just sit where you are and anybody else sit down that don't care. Sweep it up, boys. Sweep it up. We need to stop petting people and tell them to hit the altar. You said you'll run them off. No, you'll run them in. Hallelujah. When the shepherd used the staff, he hooked that old sheep. He didn't run him off with a hook. He pulled him in. Folks, let me tell you something. Elijah didn't want to worship in a contaminated spot. We get our churches in tune with Pentecost and get them on the main road. I want to tell you something. You talking about a main line from heaven. You talk about an anointed spirit. You talk about a walk with God. You talk about revival. You can have it. I was telling them in Oklahoma a couple weeks ago. Hold on, just stay right there, boys. I was telling them I'm squeaking here. Uh, I was telling them there's a lady coming to my church. God bless her heart, and uh, she was spiritual. She had prayer meetings with all the young people. She would prophesy to them, and you know she really had it. So I told her, I said, "Ma'am, I don't think you belong here. So I wish you'd leave." And she <laughs> said, and said. Brother Willis, I need your prayers now more than I ever needed them in all my life. Well, son, when she was with me, she needed them bad, yeah. I thought, good God, she's in desperation. And she said, the Lord has called me to the evangelistic field. Me and sister so-and-so. And went on to tell how she met sister so-and-so that that the Lord directed them and they'd never met each other and they just walked up to each other and said, let's evangelize and, and said, we had such a time that we went over to Sister So-and-So's house and got praying and was in the spirit and a, and a, and a six-year-old boy prophesied to us for three and a half hours and the reason I'm telling you this stuff is because when I come and preach you for revival, I don't want to have to tell you it from the pulpit. I said, What? I had to, I got Sister Willis and I set her down and I said, come here, I want to read you this. We got an evangelist coming. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> Sweep it up, boys. We don't need that. <laughs> That's right. We don't need that kind of stuff. So she hadn't come yet. I don't guess she got her motor home yet. Praise God. Hallelujah. But Mike Bingham better not call her up and offer to sell her his truck either. I'll break his neck. Praise God. You got to clean up. Some things you can't leave lay around. You can't do it. Some things you can't build on. But that's some truth in God's Word. When the man of God got everything, is it good, boys? 
Wait, here's a little spot right there. Right, that's it. Scoop it. That's, you got to scoop that. Yeah. Put some water on it. Yeah, there you go. Clean it up. All right. And so now you got it all cleaned up. Now the man of God said, here's what we got to do. We got to rebuild our altar. We got to get prayer back in the church. You get your young people praying. You talk about something. Oh, God. You talk about praying. Friend, I won't tell you something. There's such a place they can start praying and reach God that they'll not be so busy playing ball that they won't take time to come in and pray. And they don't wrong with playing ball, but I'm telling you, they need to get sold out to this thing, clean it up, and they'll be willing to kneel down. And so he, after he got it all cleaned up, put your buckets and stuff away. Come on, we got a job to do. All right, put it over there. Yeah, that's it. Push it over there. Now we're going to build this thing up. Come on. Let's build this church on holiness and righteousness and, 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 and godly living. Let's come on, you guys. Now get me some rocks here. Let's build it right here. Can you see that right here? No, come out here. Build it right here. Right here. Let's put it right here. Let's get it right here. Here's a good spot for it. Come on, that's it. Build them up. Come on. Come on. More. Give me some more. Come on, let's build this thing. More. Come on. We're going to build us an altar. Good Lord. Yeah, that's it. No, that ain't going to work. You can't be able You can't tell you can't be able Come on, turn it upside down. Building this thing. What were you putting that holiness back in here for? That's outdated. In a lot of churches it is. All right. Isn't that right? Don't put that faithfulness to church in there. That's outdated. Okay, hold on a minute. All right. That's better. Come on. The altar had horns on it, didn't it? Nobody says it had horns on the altar? Okay. That's enough. All right. Here we go. Now. Now he got it all built back up. Good, clean, godly living dedication, prayer meeting, paying tithes, faithfulness to church, loves their pastor. Oh, hallelujah. Respects authority. That's right. Not a bunch of loud mouth people that tell you to shut up. I mean people that respect authority, love their pastor, love the pastor's wife, loves the pastor's family. Hallelujah. That's what you call cleaning it up. Hey, we worship so long in a dirty atmosphere. No wonder we're afraid to shout. We're liable to come down on one of them uh, devil's tacks. But if we'll clean it up real good, we can have revival. How many believe that? Do you believe you can have revival? I'm telling you, I believe we can have revival. So after he built it all back up, he didn't have to put on no sham. He didn't stand up there and go hocus pocus, abracadabra. I didn't know abracadabra was a was an idol god either. I found out the other day. I was teaching the kids in preschool, and I told them, I said, "All right, now we're going to make this disappear." And I said, "Abracadabra." And I thought, "What would abracadabra mean?" So we got me a dictionary, looked it up. Man, I was praising an idol god, teaching them kids about. It. I said, "Now I don't even say abracadabra." So he didn't go through all that spill. He just called on God. I'm going to tell you something. At the beginning of this convention, that's exactly what we need to do. We need to call on God. Amen. I didn't come here just to pass by, but I come here to call on God. I come here to get from God something in this meeting, friend, that I could take it back home and I could use it on the altar that God builds, that somebody could get the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues and I was going to leave after church last night. And Sister Willis started down early with her mom, so I was going to leave early. And I thought we'd begin service at 
we had choir practice at 5 and then church began prayer meeting at 6 and 6.30 and I thought well I'll be out of service by he'll be tired of church about 8.30 but Mark and I I can go on and leave Sister Willis left she said now you're not going to have any music for all to call and I said that's okay we don't need no music I said it won't take too long probably tonight I just got around that altar a good clean altar saints come up at altar call and begin to pray that look like saints people that I know were living right and all of a sudden we couldn't leave the altar there's a big old boy come walking from the back of the church and walked up there and put his hands in the air a big old handlebar mustache a big old mustache began to twitch all of a sudden he began to praise God and power of God hit him and just they caught him just in time I looked around there come a little girl who's never prayed and she walked up there no music just walked up there up by that clean altar and she began to lift her hands and she began to sob then I looked and here come her mama walking up the aisle went up there and grabbed the hold of that little old girl and they began to sob together and then I looked around and all three of them was locked together and they were sobbing and worshiping God at about 10.30 last night I was able to walk out of that church building and oh, I'd rather have that than anything in the whole wide world I'd rather have an altar that God can use somebody cleaned up somebody stands for righteousness than to have all the pop and splendor in the world Oh God, in closing tonight, it takes men like these to keep it clean. That's right. We don't have to worry about our youth director. He's got a heart that wants to keep it clean. You hear me? We don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about him going out behind our back and doing ungodly things because he loves God. Amen. I'm telling you what, give us a pattern and we'll go by it. There was an old preacher preaching one time and he said, listen, some of you women, some of you women got to understand that we need some women that'll call Abraham Lord. We need some women that are Sarah's. One old sister stood up and she said, praise God, we'll provide the Sarah's if you'll just give us some Abraham's. I feel like tonight, church, that we need to understand that God will provide the power if we'll provide the vessel, if we'll provide the altar, if we'll provide the saints, if we'll provide the young people, if we'll provide the leadership, God's going to give us revival. We just need Holy Ghost anointing. Tonight being the first night, there's going to be a multiplicity of things said and taught in this conference that's going to feed you. Tonight I don't think it would be proper unless we came and whetted our appetite to be recipients of what God's got on his table. When he built that altar, 
fire came down. Licked up the sacrifice. Licked up the water. Licked up the dust. Licked up the stones. And those who were standing by said, let the God of Elijah be God. The world standing by looking and they're wondering how some can worship on broken down altars. How some can stand in the midst of rubble and claim to know the reality of God. But they would look, they would see the dust begin to fly. The brooms of prayer begin to work. The mops of self-denial. And they would hear the shoveling of the garbage, the moving of the broken trash, the moving of formality, the moving of mechanical worship. And they would see rising in the middle of that rubble, pushed aside, hauled away, an altar dedicated to God. We are building such an altar. Friend, you need to be part of that altar tonight. Young person, if you come to this conference, you need to be part of the movement that's building an altar on a cleaned up spot. For a pure and undefiled God, you need to be part of this church. I'm asking you to stand tonight.